Buongiorno. Buongiorno. It is I, them jeans. You are over there. Chris, you are in Italy, correct? Undisclosed location. I'm coming. Well, I can disclose that I'm in uh, beautiful Lake Como. Um, you know, just uh, the, the day is ending here as your day is beginning in uh, in our hometown of Los Angeles. But uh, yeah, I feel like I got hit by a bus. I was able to do Barry's Milan two days in a row, though, so don't feel that sorry for me. Okay, and were the instructors, in fact, smoking cigarettes in class as we suspected, no. or is that just hearsay? No, but one thing I love about the Italian people, um, besides the bad tattoos, is the the absolute dedication mm. and love for the music of uh, ACDC. Really? I never noticed that. Ace dece. Do it. A truly terrible band that I hear, like these guys, they play like remixes of it uh, kind of all the time. So they're not listening to the classic, <laughs> you know, but they, they're doing a, a, an updated kind of EDM. We love a Steve Aoki remix, <laughs> how you say. Exactly. It's, it's very much that. Okay, so you're on Lake Como, which is basically, for our listeners who don't know, more or less kind of um, Paradiso in mm-hmm. terms mm-hmm. of just a beautiful, amazing island. George Clooney famously has a has a yes. estate there. Yes, hotel rooms you know start at a couple grand if you want to really be playing with the big boys. Uh-huh. And you're hearing motherfucking EDM remixes of <laughs> ACDC, or is this more in Milano? This is this is more in Milano. My other favorite thing about Barry's Milan is that the instructors, um, the male instructors, only give personal attention to the female students in the class. <laughs> You know, my form didn't get corrected once. Any woman in the class is getting a nice lower back touch and kind of like a okay. true hands-on instruction. What you're paying for um, if, if, if you're a man, but you're not receiving. Okay. So it's sort of uh, Italian-style training is still alive and well over there <laughs> yeah. is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. The, but I, this- think, I, mean, I think at this point, you know, it, it's, a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a cliche trope that Italian men are sort of feverishly horny all the time and constantly in pursuit of uh deflowering your wife sister or daughter at any given moment (laughs) i don't know if that's quite true anymore but it's 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 one of those stare you know it's like calling jewish people really wealthy they're kind of like okay yeah yeah that's cool yeah like oh you you you're you fuck a lot because you're good at fucking and you like sex and (laughs) women fuck you and they're like yeah, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna. You're only gonna deny it once, maybe. You know, and then and you're gonna let it go. But yeah, so I'm 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 here. I'm not. I'm having a tough time adjusting to the to the the time difference for some reason. So I've just been feeling very rough. Really? Yeah. As a global citizen, that's unlike you. I know it's weird. I don't know what the problem is. I mean, I I don't know. I, I need. I haven't been sleeping. Like we just didn't sleep last night, so I just don't feel great. And of course, I had a full day of well, not full day, but you know, train from Milan. Tacoma. Of course, I had to roll some calls, send some emails because we're not taking days off, and um, it's 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 mm-hmm. it's taken a toll on my mental. Um, but luckily, there are two, there are you know multiple uh, beautiful clay courts uh, tomorrow that I plan to. Uh, I lugged my uh, tennis gear all the way across the world uh, to play on these courts. There's also a sauna and cold plunge connected to the gym. So it's going to, it might be adjacent. Oh, not the plunge. Yeah, it might be adjacent day for me tomorrow. It might be a three hours of the gym day and I come out of there. Que frio, que frio, que frio. Order, order a big bottle of sparkling and espresso and then really get my life restarted. Okay, that is, so So just to be clear, we're, we're in a time where international travel is absolutely loco. You know, you got the Heathrow Airport yes. luggage graveyard, just thousands mm-hmm. of bodies stacked on one, one another. <laughs> Looks like a crust hardcore seven inch cover of just (laughs) you know it it has a millions of dead cops seven inch vibe um and you're like you know what not only am i not going to check my luggage i'm going to haul my fucking tennis racket that is dedication to the game unlike only rafa's or alcaraz are, are on that level of commitment it's astounding i'm just not interested in playing in borrowed gear for any reason like i don't want to borrow anything nobody is well yeah but it's also like with shoes like obviously i I can't you can't play tennis in in running shoes you'll hurt yourself so i have to bring the shoes and then it's clay so they're gonna get fucked up (laughs) i can't wear another man's shoes that's fucking crazy yeah this ain't bowling that's crazy would you wear i mean you can't no i guess the shoe the shoe part is one thing because you know 
you know, they're a shoe you put in your suitcase. It takes up a lot of space, especially for fellows of our size. You know, you, me, Lee Pace, tall kings, you know? <laughs> exactly. We got yes. big feet. I don't know, you know. <laughs> so, But that fits in a suitcase just barely. But the tennis racket doesn't. And that's something that you you really are physically lugging it around. And then you are you are then tennis guy, right? That's On the problem. The, you're, that, you're tennis guy problem. in the airport. Well, that's the problem. I don't want people to think because I lugged this racket around that I'm so good. It's more that I'm just so stupid you know that i i refuse <laughs> to use a borrowed a borrowed racket because i would feel uncomfortable and maybe not play as, okay. as well as i should so they walk up to you in the airport and they're like you um professional or neurotic <laughs> and you're like oh just neurotic just neurotic don't worry about me <laughs> uh but yeah i think the um i had to re-engineer my packing style for this trip to accommodate this stuff so i went you go on side saddle no no i went ramoa um cabin xl uh metal carry-on with the lv xl duffel this motherfucker and the duffel the duffel actually allows best for racket wow. transport okay so you have a you have a louis duffel it's black it's the obviously it's not like it's not a, a pattern it's a it's okay. a tasteful okay. understated i mean it's not obvious it's not obvious it it needs to be clarified. Okay, so that's that's a lot of look, even if it is black. But you can pull it off, right? Can I or can I? Who knows? But I'm doing it. Is it is it is it easier to be tennis guy or Louis Duffel guy in the style of Young Dro? Perhaps you wouldn't. I, I wish I was in the style. I am wearing. I wish I was wearing more polo. Mm-hmm. No, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. It's 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 a certain. It's the it's like a, a thing mm-hmm. they did years ago. That's like, understated. Yeah, you wouldn't know, like unless you know. There's no giveaways. There's no. There's no. There's no logo. There's no brown. There's no right. lighter brown. You, you, it's debadged. It's debadged. At the atelier. Classic Chris style. Yeah, but that. So I've I've been able to the racket that the the butt end just pokes out a bit, um, and that I can live with. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not gonna carry showing tip exactly. Just showing a little cleavage. You know, a little racket cleavage, if you will. But enough about me. Well, something for the fellows at the pro shop. En- right? Enough about me and the fellows at the pro shop, Jason. What's going on with you? You know, just calm before the storm. We're going to head out pretty soon uh, this weekend off to London. So if you're in London, I've already got my proper dins sorted, but I am looking for a little nightlife action. I'm trying to tell myself that I'm going to go out to the... Um, you know, to the bars, to the clubs, but who knows? This is this is a cute i this is a cute idea, uh, but I think you're maybe going to hit a pub and then maybe head. I might home. hit a pub. Really see you, but yeah. So I think it's um I think Monday to basically like all of next week except for the weekend, like Monday to Friday or something like that. I will be in London actually for the very first time in my life, believe it or not. So uh, if any London listeners know of any um, proper activations to get well sorted at. Do let me know in the DMs. If you see Jason at the uh, Amelian door store, no, you didn't. Okay. That's, that's, no, what I, that that's will what not I, happen. That's what I'm saying. If you see Jason at Sexy Fish in Soho, you did see him there. <laughs> that, that is definitely him. Is Sexy Fish a sushi place? Uh, it's, yeah, it's a classic. You should, you should look into it. I, I, I detect a sense of playful sarcasm in your voice. I'm, I feel like it might be not a Jiro Dreams of Sushi Omakase kind of thing and maybe more of a, what the fish situation no 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 no. it's it's probably somewhere in between it's like a um, nobu of london sexy fish is an asian restaurant and bar located on the corner of berkeley square mayfair serving japanese inspired sushi sashimi seafood fish and meat cooked on a robata grill okay. i mean because it, it sounds like like a, a horny restaurant from sex in the city 2003 or something it is that era but but yeah it's old for sure but check this out jason Okay. The bar, which is open late, holds the world's largest Japanese whiskey collection. I don't know if I believe that, but that's cool. I I I I, I believe it because it's a high okay. roller type of joint. Oh, some of the footballers might come round for a uh, for a fifteen year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm, that's yeah. proper Petey, they might say. Uh, okay, yeah. So I'm just getting ready to go. It's it's a little bit of that kind of calm before the storm. You know, what am I forgetting? Mm. What am I gonna pack? Mm. Did I? Is my passport five years expired? Mm. You know, stuff like that. That's sort of racking my brain a little bit. I'm trying to avoid the realization that going on a two week long European vacation with the size 17 shoe and the the space that takes up in a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to sort of avoid thinking about packing at all. I thought you got the custom away 
Did you not? I thought they kind of did something special for you for the footwear, but I guess that maybe... That- I did get the custom away, and my good friends at the Salvation Army are enjoying <laughs> that uh, collab right now. <laughs> got him! <laughs> I went to go donate it. The Salvation Army wouldn't even take it because the lithium-ion battery. They, they made me take it out before said, I threw it in their said, dumpster. Said, <laughs> uh, sir, is there a battery in this? You're going to have to take it out before we throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> That's really yeah. That's funny. That's very funny. That's very funny. Well, I'm glad that you can't even donate the away. But shout outs to away. They have a great new uh, brick and mortar over in over in West Hollywood in your neighborhood. I'm sure they're doing big numbers over there. I jog by that dust bowl every day, and uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like much is happening over there. Well, I'm glad that you're look as as some as a person who's just slightly ahead of you on a European jaunt. Mm-hmm. Um, let me say that. Don't overthink it, you know. Kiss, Jason. Keep it simple, stupid. Okay. I think that the I thought I was I thought I was overthinking the packing, and I think that I maybe nailed it. We'll, we'll see how these looks go over, but it seems like I might have done the right thing. It's a lot tougher for you because you got to have some formal shit. Like, yeah, I'm 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 sort of like, do I need pants? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm obviously going to bring pants. You can't go to you can't go to one of Gordon Ramsay's mm-hmm. joints and shorts. I know that he will say that that my. <laughs> The appearance of my thighs are, is bollocks. <laughs> he'll say this is. <laughs> yeah, he'll be he'll be very upset that your thigh. He'll say your thighs look like an underdone beef Wellington. Oh, every chef's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does it get worse than that? Yeah, I think that. Um, I think you will need some. Luckily, everybody in London wants to look like a freak, so you're going to be fine. Oh, good. Okay, I will bring. Uh, I'll bring my Eckhouse Lada. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my friend, my family over at Eckhouse for dropping the pack. I forgot to post it on Instagram. Yeah, it's interesting that Eckhouse didn't dra- drop the pack off with me, but I guess they knew better. Um, you know that I won't really. Yeah, you're not a freak, bro. I'm not a freak. Well, they don't really give it to kind of like cis cis males, you know. Oh, okay. It's a little bit more of an inclusive brand. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I forget you're inclusive, TJ. Step your fluidity up broke huh we we do have a, a guest today an esteemed guest uh, a friend of mine that i'm very happy to get on the program as well as all of our um literally every listener we have i think lusts you know for this man so i did a little instagram teaser this morning and my inbox clean up on aisle them mm-hmm. jeans inbox it's just <laughs> every every single person straight white male female non-binary is just like I'm dead. I'm I'm quivering. Dead. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's the love of my life. I will be marrying him one day. I know. I know. I am hyperventilating. Mm-hmm. You know, all all of these words are happening. I, it's it's very inspiring to have a person, you know, around our same age, a little few years older than us, but like, kind of having this, ma- you know, such a moment right now, like shitting on Gosling and Chalamet and all these like. He is truly the it man right now. No, he really is. He really just in terms of horniness. He, no, he really is. And his his new he's in Bodies, 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 the new movie that uh, we saw a while back. It's out in theaters, I believe, in New York and L.A. today, uh, Friday. Great time. Yeah. And it's very funny. Uh, I would highly recommend uh, going to see it. Yeah, a lot of funny podcast related dialogue in that one. And also, I, I mentioned to him. I mentioned to Lee. Lee was the first, or Lee is responsible for me seeing the first role played by uh, Pete Davidson that I actually enjoyed. For some for some reason, Pete being sort of the beta to Lee's alpha. Yes, yeah, it made you feel was, good. That was that was like the best way I've ever seen to digest Pete. Yeah, Pete was Pete was perfect as a as a B as a beta. Something to think about, old old Petey. Well, something to think about all those Hollywood casting directors. That's really who you're talking to. I guess it's tough to be a beta when you're uh, nine inches deep in Kim Kardashian. But hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> hey, what are you going to do? This is acting, after all. You know what I mean? It's all fake. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lee uh, Lee joins Lee joins us today, and uh, he's also in that show, Foundation Season Two on Apple will be out. Uh, he said in a long time because it takes forever to shoot. A lot of posts. Let's get into it, baby. Uh, how long gone? Um, I can't believe I'm actually uh, here with you guys on how long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you can't believe it, Lee. Can't believe it. <laughs> nice to meet you, by the way. I know you've you've talked to Chris before. I've talked to Chris for the first time I've met you, but I, I've listened to the podcast a bunch of times. So, you know, long time listener, first time caller. Okay, you more of a TJ girl or more of a Chris girl? Tough question. Tough question. <laughs> 
good answer. So you're really you're really opening with the with the hard hitters here. Guys, <laughs> be easy on me. I don't do a lot of podcasts. I'm not. As- yeah, don't put our don't put our guest on edge, Jason. Okay. It's no problem. He's only does stuff like Good Morning America and like The View and shit. You know, like important stuff. So Lee, are you still kind of licking your wounds from last night's NYC premiere, Bodies in the Park? I know it was a rough night. Rough, rough night. <laughs> It was actually really fun. It was a really fun way to see the movie. We saw it. It was outside in this at Fort Greene Park. So there's like about a thousand people watching. Mm. Really nice way to to see the movie. That is, okay. that is nice. That is nice. Have a little natural wine. I did get a leak, Lee, of your outfit. You know what I mean? A, a birdie sent me a kind of behind the scenes pick. And it looked like I like what you did with it. It was kind of casual because it was a park thing. Even though it was a premiere, I think you I just wanted to say that you nailed it. Oh, you, man that feels good here there's not a lot of movie premieres in parks so you have to kind of consider your surroundings that's not not something i've thought of as a hollywood native yeah well it was hot too it's been so hot in new york and what i was gonna wear was like this jacket and this purple shirt and i was like you know what i just don't think this is the night for what the hell? You made a game time decision is what we call that in the business. You made a game time decision. It really was bad. You called an audible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tom Brown has so many shorts and, and stuff though, guys. This seems <laughs> this seems like a no brainer slam dunk. I'm not in the business. I don't know how it works though. Yeah, I mean I'll wear shorts pretty much anywhere all the time. But you know, you, you have to Kind of be professional sometimes. <laughs> I like that about you because Jason and I, I, you know, first of all, this is a kind of a tough podcast for me because today I'm the shortest person on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually we kind of like to dwarf our guests, but I, I think that we all, all three of us are shorts forward kind of guys. And I, I think it's nice to kind of be seen amongst each other and understand that that's kind of Welcome home, a, an accepted lifestyle in 2022. I appreciate it. I'll tell you, Jason. <laughs> I'm I'm six nine. Fuck. Yeah, I mean it's it's fine. You know, I mean like you're you're what six five? About six five, but six nine is a whole other six six. If you're in a good mood, mm-hmm. no, it, it, it's it's a whole other world. But it's it, I, I think about it all the time. It's like the difference of like this much, you know, like like a coffee mug. But it's it's miles apart. It is miles apart. When I when I run into people that tall, I'm definitely like whoa. <laughs> for Get the, the hell out of here you know for the listeners at home lee just act like he was shielding himself from the sun uh when he runs into <laughs> when he runs into people that are he, actually yeah he, uh, he looked like a bug that was about to be stepped on by a timberland <laughs> i think that but did you now do you think you gravitate towards shorts because of your height or because of your warm weather upbringing or is it just a aesthetic choice i just like them i mean i'm from texas we wear a lot of shorts in texas you know, in the last few years, the five-inch inseam has really been a moment. But I feel like, like you were saying before, sometimes you just got to be a little more dressed up. I think I'm, I need to have a longer shorts inseam as I get older. How do you? Is that something you think about, Lee? No, no, I haven't really thought about it in, in the detail. You've you've been thinking about it. I mean, how big is how how long how how short is the, like a five-inch five-inch inseam? I mean at my leg right now i'm trying to see five inches down that's short short it's a short short (laughs) well the problem is a five inch inseam like a like a pair of patagonia baggies are sort of the standard short short and i'll be wearing those and a person who's you know five nine will be wearing them and they'll kind of look normal on both of us but there's nothing normal about it going on and (laughs) And longer shorts inseams are kind of becoming a little more in fashion, aren't they, Chris? I can't do it. I just don't. It it doesn't serve the purpose for me. If I'm going to do it, I want. I mean, honestly, if it was up to me, because <laughs> legs are one of the only qualities that I have in my in my looks going for me, I would go three inch. Three to inch. be honest, if if I had the quads really blasted, I would go three <laughs> inch. Like those are shorts. That's right. That's <laughs> called a hoe short uh, where I come from. But the the um. <laughs> the no it's it's j- yeah i don't i don't need a pair of shorts where you can see the balls from the back chris I <laughs> no i understand there's a lot of it's already tough with five in the running in the running community a three inch short is is a normal thing you know so that's i i do run in something that small but it does feel almost inappropriate or pay-per-view style to even go get a smoothie with those on post <laughs> post run you know you don't want to give too much away <laughs> uh you know at lee as a long time listener of how long gone I know that that you're familiar with our fitness chatter. I was looking forward to some fitness chatter. Don't worry, we're here <laughs> for you, big dog. But I, I, you know, I know that um, for for foundation, the Apple show you're on, you got to get like jacked, right? You got to be like big. Yeah, 
Whereas in bodies, 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 you're a little more Olympic mm-hmm. swimmer, mm-hmm. you know? Lean. Yeah, Lean. with, uh, well, I work out with this guy, Ian Benson, who, um, who I met in Limerick when we first started doing foundation. And he has traveled with me, like through, uh, the Canary Islands, Malta. We were just recently in Prague this for the second season. He is so solid. He's so knowledgeable. He's so, um, supportive and i cannot imagine getting in shape like that without him couldn't 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 do it on my own i can tell you that we all we all need we all need a shaman and and i i completely agree with you is the so with that love when you're in malta look i know this is a a big production but malta what are we working with here some adjustable dumbbells what what do we got gear wise in a remote location he's moving raw heavy rocks and stuff i mean malta was it was an odd situation but it was a very high-tech gym like super super high-tech but that's not always what you want the best gym we found was um it was in the middle of covid so they were pretty much closed down but in fortaventura Mm-hmm. Um, in the Canary Islands, there was a CrossFit gym <laughs> that you could just open up all the doors. So you're basically working out outside, but, but you had, you know, pull up bars, good, all the weights you need, racks to do squats and, and, um, fresh air. That was ideal for me. That does sound, that does sound very nice, especially some of the places I've been. You know, when you're really searching for it, you know, I've, I've been to like a cop gym in Tampa and it didn't really hit the same as, is what you're just, is what you're describing. <laughs> like I don't like a crowded gym. I like to have like space and like not many people around a nice view, fresh air. That's, I, that's my ideal. I like nice view. That's something that I'm not considering a lot because I'm usually looking at like a parking lot or maybe another wall, you know? <laughs> so I think I need to maybe, I think the nice view yeah. is something I should aspire to. Well, the, the view in the gym should be the mirror reflection of your cum gutters, right? <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's, that's true. That's true. If you have them, Jason, so I don't know what gym you're going to, but they must have some magic mirrors there for you. I'm still waiting for their email back. It <laughs> keeps going to spam, that one. That is That makes it fun, though. I feel like the adventure of having to find a new place to figure it out, especially when you were the professional, I think it makes it more fun. Especially but. when you're that professional does the job for you and you just show up and you look like you're on Diplo's Instagram doing... <laughs> bench pressing coconut trees and stuff <laughs> exactly yeah in exactly. the jungle exactly did you so but the the program for foundation versus regular life is like it's it's like life altering level like you having to eat a lot and shit or is it pretty normal is it just the hgh <laughs> i mean i'm bad with taking supplements and stuff just because i forget to take them um so i i just try to eat well especially if i've got like a goal you know, I don't, I don't kind of keep on a crazy diet all the time, but if I've got a goal, then I think, all right, for the set amount of time I can, I could be disciplined. And then the rest of the time I can relax. I was hoping you were, I was hoping you were like a, you know, chicken breast in the morning, chicken breast at lunch, you know, <laughs> chicken breast and broccoli for dinner, brown rice smoothie for dessert. <laughs> exactly, no. exactly. Lee, did you, Lee, did you ever have a big boy phase in your life? Chris and I both did. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But you can see it on um, Hot and Catch Fire season two. <laughs> I start that. I start. I start that season. I'm big. <laughs> okay. So that was your that was your Chandler Bing phase when you got a little puffy for season two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was all for the character. It was all for the character. The character was depressed. He wasn't feeling himself. And so okay. Of, of course. Okay. Was it fun slipping into that, course, or was it was course, it challenging eating all of that? in and out and stuff no that that part's never challenging (laughs) what age what age are we looking at here like 35 okay jason and i's phases were uh much younger to be fair uh much much larger and also not captured on film so i think you won again well i guess i've 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 had a few where i've i mean i I feel like my adult life i've been you know working out Gaining weight, working out, gaining weight. <laughs> this is goes. No, it's all. <laughs> that's actually a nice, a nice meditation on adulthood in general, kind of. Uh, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna take away from this. But I find, I find that very impressive about actors in general that they're able to kind of like just kind of switch modes so easily. Because I'm such a routine guy that I'm not sure I could kind of go in and out the way you guys, you guys do. I mean, I think the paycheck would help. I'm much happier when I've got a routine and I've got like, I mean, what, the thing I like most about it is the discipline. 
mm-hmm. is the discipline of like showing up every day, knowing your program, knowing, you know, what you hope to achieve, knowing that you're, you're showing up to meet your goals, you know, and putting in the work for it. I like that more than any of the aesthetics that you end up with. I like that, that kind of presence of mind. Mm. So your goals are not aesthetic based entirely. Well, I mean, that's, that's obviously a part of it, but it's all, but it's also just like, I like how it feels and I like, I like how I like how my body feels when I'm in shape like that. And that was something I, that was definitely a turning point I felt during the pandemic because I have a little gym set up in my barn at the farm and I was able to really spend time in it and have like long workouts where I didn't have to like get in and out. Mm-hmm. I could just take my time, listen to music, think about stuff, rest between exercises mm-hmm. and get a really good workout in, in a kind of restful way and kind of learn about my body in a new way stretch a lot Uh oh this is sounding this is sounding a lot like jason's three and a half hours at equinox in glendale type of vibe (laughs) uh inching inching dangerously close to that look it's i mean is if you don't have to worry about like your parking validation uh expiring after two hours (laughs) it feels really nice to just take your time with it like you said and if you're doing something and you want to do it a little bit longer or do a little bit less and take a 10 minute break or just lay on the floor and stare at the ceiling for 10 minutes, like when you're done with it, you don't feel tired. You feel kind of rejuvenated, at least for me. Yeah, I agree. All right, guys, I'll, I'll see you. I like a I like a 50 minute class so you guys can do your little meandering. The thing is, Lee, is that Jason's <laughs> not an actor. You know, he doesn't he shouldn't have this much time is my point. You know, like he, he should be busier. I should put him to work more. Well, this was mainly during the pandemic. <laughs> like when there was like no, there wasn't much to do. I would take I would do like yoga and then I'd come in and eat something and then I would do the workout later that day. I mean, it was also a time when I was just that is a, dream. a lot about health, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. health became such a, you know, you, if you had it, you're really grateful for it. Did you ever, did you do any um, like physically altering things during COVID? Like, you know, shave your head or, or bleach your eyebrows or something like that? Not really. No. Okay, good. No, did you? <laughs> did you bleach your eyebrows? I didn't bleach, but I, I, sh- I, I buzzed the head. I buzzed the head and it was, it was a freeing moment. I got, I shaved my head during COVID as well. And now I'm never going back. Um, and partly because I don't know how much I could go back, of course, but <laughs> also because I do like the simplicity of the look. A smooth peanut i don't know if i could get away with it guys i'm sure you can you, you have a much more luck it looks really great on you chris i don't know if i could get away with it i think i'll look like a monkey yeah you'll probably look terribly <laughs> yeah i didn't know what i did but i mean i had never done it even as a child so i wasn't sure it was a full surprise of the head shape you know what i mean you never know what's underneath there you could have a pretty lumpy head under all that hair lee we don't know that good you're right <laughs> You're like, he's feeling around. <laughs> Shit, maybe I do. Damn. <laughs> this is crazy. So you said you were you said you grew up in Texas. What part of Texas was that? I went to high school in uh, a place called Spring, Texas, which is right outside Houston. Uh, my folks are now in outside Austin. Okay. Um, so that's where I go back. It's hot in Texas right now. Boy, I've been talking to them. It's been over a hundred degrees. <laughs> For like a month and a half and it'll stay that way till september no it's not i look i we're pro texas on this podcast i like it a lot actually and so does jason um but the heat is is different because of the because of the humidity though that's some atlanta shit as well mm-hmm. did you do any did you do any re- ranching or anything or was this just a regular house well it was a regular house we were in the suburbs when i grew up and now they live on a small farm um, outside Austin. Okay. No ranching. Yeah, I just I just watched BJ Novak's movie last night, Vengeance, and it all takes place in in West Texas. And I really got a feeling of like the difference between West Texas and the rest of Texas. They're just like, you know, like are are you near Austin? And they just start laughing, and they're like, Well, do you live near Dallas? And they're like, Dallas is not Texas. And like, <laughs> what about Houston? Like, Houston's a different country. This is West Texas. You know what I mean? It's so true. I've, dri- I've driven across Texas so many times, and you will just drive and drive and drive and still be in Texas. <laughs> It'll take a day to get through. Texas. No, it's true. I mean, like 10 hours 
and you and you you have you've only crossed the tip. But uh, I do need to do some exploring over there. There's something about the heartland down there. It is true. It makes me feel good. Like I feel the more time I spend in New York, LA, the more I'm drawn to a place like Texas to kind of get a feeling of what real America's like. You know, like I need to be around regular people sometimes. And you think and you think you'll find them in Texas? Well, it's. A, it, I just mean. I just mean we talk about how much I love to do some people watching at like the airport. You know what I mean? It's the same kind of thing. It's like uh-huh. I feel like sometimes when you don't leave your your bubble or your zone, you forget like what normal America is like and what they're doing. And I think it's important for me to reconnect with that. As somebody who's been avoiding those people for decades, it's, you should exactly, go back yeah, and look exactly, at them. Yeah, look at that's them what right I'm saying. Like, exactly. As I come to you from a hotel room in Milan, where I'm avoiding, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gone as far as I can go to avoid these people. <laughs> I need to sometimes go back because I mean, but you're from Atlanta. You've got there's there's the heartland. Atlanta is the heartland, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. No, sure, for sure. It's the same. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. And I do go there and I do feel that. But Atlanta, you know, Atlanta has been infiltrated with Hollywood. You know, you've probably shot something there. I shot Hall and Catch Fire in Atlanta. Yeah. What did you think? I loved it. I loved it. It was such like a healthy city. Everyone had such a healthy lifestyle. Mm. Wow, you you must have been in Buckhead with the hot rich people because the healthy lifestyle ain't trickling down to some some of the spots. Oh really? Oh, I I would no, like yeah. right on that rail trail that was near Piedmont Park. Is is that right? Am I? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. That the hot the, it's the, our version of the High Line. It's the same designers. Oh, same designers. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> it's the same. Design. It's kind of our claim to fame. <laughs> Time to take a second look at Atlanta. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was such a nice lifestyle in Atlanta. Like, it's a very nice place to grow up. Like, it was it was good. It's, like, green. And I, I do think it's gotten healthier. But, yeah, the, the infiltration of Hollywood has changed the paradigm. You know, it's, like, a different... There's a lot more... Um, like, people just buy houses. Like, it just... Everything's a little better, I would say, because there's just more money. And people from New York or L.A. come there, and they're like... I can buy a house for four. This is free. Sure, I'll take one. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm shooting here for more than one season, I'll just buy a house. That's easier than living in a hotel. I th- you can tell Chris is thinking about that once we get that Joe Rogan money. Once we get our Joe Rogan level deal, I'm definitely going to be purchasing a third home. Uh, what is the, what are, do you have any tips and tricks for long hotel stays? I feel like you've lived in hotels for very long periods of time. Um, I have. My, my trick is don't do it and get it go, get like, <laughs> Get, get like an Airbnb, get an Airbnb, rent an apartment or something like that. Cause I just don't, I mean, I've tried like rearranging the furniture in hotels. Mm-hmm. I've tried, you know, you buy crap to kind of make it feel mm-hmm. like all the Byredo candles in the world aren't going to save you. They won't. They won't. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't love a long hotel stay, especially for work. Like when you have to go to work and it's like, Hello, hi everyone at the breakfast. <laughs> hi, yes, hi. Good morning to you all. And then you come home. Yeah, it was a great day. How was your day? Nice to see you. It is I again, tall actor Lee Pace. Very nice to see you. <laughs> That's why I don't have a doorman in any of my properties, Lee. Same problem. I just I can't make small talk the to only these guys. Reason why. I can't make small talk. I gotta tip them all the time. I, I just I, I don't know. I like to kind of slink in and out on my on my sneak around <laughs> yeah but i just i don't do it i, yeah, I get like an apartment or rent a house yeah no i i assumed that's, that's i assumed so but i feel like maybe in your you know when you're younger and they offer that to you i feel like it's very exciting you know what i mean in the first you know when things are really popping for the first time and they're like yeah we'll put you at the four seasons for a couple months i'm i ain't saying no i just can't even at even at almost 40 i don't know if i could say no yeah to put a put a shower cap over the smoke detector i could set up for a while over at the four <laughs> seasons no problem <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I also, you know, we don't have a lot of actors on this show, Lee, and I, I'm, you know, I'm interested in the craft as much as the next guy. And, uh, <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I always am, am wondering about the vibe, uh-huh. right? Cause I think when you did, when you did bodies, 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 I knew that the vibe was good. You know, I know that you guys were getting along. It was a good vibe. It was like fun. But what do you do when the vibe sucks? Cause I know that happens where it's just like, you know what? This guy's a great actor, but I'm not fucking with him, and he ain't really fucking with me, but we got to get through this. I I just, I don't understand exactly how to do that. I I don't know if I would be able to, or if it just takes years of practice, I guess, is the question. You know, the truth is, yeah, you're right. It does happen, where you just do not get along with (laughs) what you have to work with. It's not working. And, um, And sometimes you... 
ignore it and, you know, act professional and go up and, sure, you sure. know, pretend to like everyone and, and do your job. Like you would do in any situation. It sounds like you've been, it sounds like you've been a podcaster, Lee. It sounds like you've been a podcaster. Sometimes it's like, actually, actually as an actor, it's like useful to you. Ah. To like, just kind of be like, we don't get along. So this, this, that's, I'm going to keep that right in the front of my head and let's do the scene, uh-huh. you know, and you just let whatever's real going on between the two of you happen. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try to act like it's anything different than that. I mean, of course, like when the cameras are not rolling, you have to be, mm-hmm. you know, civil and normal, you know, you don't want to be disruptive to everyone else who's doing their job, but you know, for the work that you have to do, if you can use that, use it mm-hmm. do you feel like you've had experiences are there people that you've worked with that were older or maybe just more experienced that really like put you on to some game and like gave you some secrets and are you trying to do the same thing now when you're around younger actors or is that not necessarily part of the part of the deal i mean it's one of the great things about the job is that you work with so many different kind types of people people who are brand new to the business and people yeah. who have been around for a long time and have a lot of experience a lot of stories to tell and every single person has a different approach to you know whatever the weird alchemy of playing a character in a movie is it's you know it's like not no two people have the same you know, process or approach. So you can learn something from anyone. You can learn something from, you know, people who it's their first time on set. There's nothing like that in energy of someone who's mm-hmm. like, they don't have the, they haven't learned, you know, the, the trusty tricks that always get them through. There's like a fresh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, them yeah, that yeah. like you wish you could, you watch it and you're inspired by them and you can kind mm-hmm. of take a page from their book for a little while and, mm-hmm bring that freshness to them. And, um, and, you know, when it's really good and the environment is right, of course you're, it's easy to be open about how you approach things. And, and if that's useful to other people, then yeah, great. I mean, it can be such an incredible community of people, actors. That's what it feels like to me is like when it's good, especially when you're like away from home and everything's vibing and everyone's getting along, like that seems electric. You know, that seems like pretty amazing. And like, it's us versus the world, like camp vibe. And you actually like the script that you're reading. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All of the above. Like, it reminds me of when you're a musician on tour and all the bands are getting along and like the shows are sold out and it's like everything's just working. I, I, obviously, every experience isn't going to be the same. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that these I mean, some of the stuff, you know, you're doing some of this shit for like a long time. I mean, you did a TV show forever. You know what I mean? It's like that shit lasts forever. Like it's true. And then like a weird thing happens where kind of the story that you're telling and the characters that you're playing so often it kind of finds its way into your life mm-hmm. and into your dynamics with your coworkers. And, you know, Stories are generally told about complicated shit, you know, like dramatic things, you know, complicated dynamics between people. So those things surface, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's like the story that conjures them in a, in a, in a funny way, you know, it's, it's, it's very bizarre how that happens and you can't really control it. You don't want to fight it. Um, it's good to be a little bit aware of it. No, you have the, I mean, my point is you have the weirdest job in the world, basically. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no, there's no like crazier job to me than being like a, a, a proper actor. It's baffling to me. And it's something I fully can't, I'm like close enough to it where I should understand it, but I have like so many questions about just like the, not the process even, but I think that the like, there's just such an intimacy immediately that has to be created for it to work. And I think that's like a very difficult thing to kind of um, like pull out of your ass for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's true. But it feels like to me, the, the longer I do this, the more I do it is that the real work happens between the jobs when you're not actually on set doing it. Because in those moments, you kind of have to just pay attention to people and pay attention to yourself and how things are striking you how the the dynamics around you appear to you what feels honest what feels interesting what's making you laugh in the world around you because i think actors you know when they're really 
on top of their game, when they're really able to do that thing where they can change the chemistry in a room by their emotional awareness, by their psychological engagement, by their physicality, it's because they've been paying attention to life. They've been paying attention to what it looks like to, to, to live life mm-hmm. in the world. So I feel like a lot of that, you know, education and heavy lifting happens not when you're on set, but in the times between. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that makes There's sense. There's a lot of, sim- I mean, people talk about, you know, a, a, a writer who can't write about anything unless they've lived their life. And I think when we're really talking about the minutia of just the everyday world and, and the lives that we live in, that's like the human connection that people respond in versus like, should Beyonce remove the word spaz from her song <laughs> yeah, they, they know, or something, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Something I mean, pointless. Yeah, that's what we find that so much on this, which is like strange because you have to share this part of yourself, you know what I mean, for people to respond. And what an interesting, valuable thing because it creates a record of our time. Mm-hmm. You know, it creates like a real detailed record of what it means to be alive right now in 2022 exactly it's yeah that's the stuff that'll remain timeless hopefully for centuries as people study how long gone through the ages (laughs) yeah exactly once the how long gone course at nyu is finally kind of implemented i think then we'll really see it start to spread a little ai really kind of coming <laughs> through it and being <laughs> this is the definitive experience of being a man in 20 <laughs> yeah exactly they're gonna take all the episodes we ever make and basically ai it down to one hour that's probably all that's valuable and then they'll kind of give that as if the ai could do something about the crow's feet that'd be great as well <laughs> i know it's an audio podcast but it kind of comes through on the mic sometimes you can hear it you know you can hear the crow's feet it's weird so let's let's talk <laughs> no don't don't try to look Let, let's talk about bodies 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 um so you you were filming this upstate new york while you were also living upstate new york right i just finished filming the first season of foundation which is you know it's like i said we travel all over the world to film it i play this you know bigger than life character i play the emperor of the galaxy you know it's <laughs> big sets ambitious speaking of, speaking of things that translate into your real life i've heard that you're an emperor <laughs> of the galaxy type behind closed doors as well so i'm glad to hear that that's kind of you know. <laughs> um so i got the offer to do this and i talked to alina about it and it just sounded like such a fun character to play like really you know fun group of actors to work with it was exactly that you know we shot in such a organic way there's so many long scenes in the uh, in the movie. So mm-hmm. Helena is an actress herself and such an inspiring example of when an actor becomes a director and the way she worked with all the actors was so interesting and specific and how she kind of teased these very specific characters out of everyone so that these complicated dynamics formed, which is really what the movie is about. Um, the character I play is, you know, basically this fun-loving, easygoing, you know, guy who's... There's a lot of McConaughey in that role, I feel like. You pulled, I feel like you pulled from, yeah, fellow Texan McConaughey was on the mood board at least a little bit. I mean, it'd be crazy. Yeah, really, you're absolutely right. That was, I mean, <laughs> I mean I've, I've like, Dazed and Confused was like such an important movie for me in high school. That was mm-hmm. like Classique. Yeah, where you lived and your age range, that was probably like this is a path that I could take perhaps. <laughs> oh, we were uh, it was like it was like a bible to us in high school. It came out in like the what would, when would that have been like the early 90s? It'd have been like 90 I think so. 92. Yeah, that was 93 Days and Confused came out actually. As well as the Stone Age, some people might think that one's a little bit better. <laughs> we saw we saw bodies, bodies, bodies uh, a while ago in L.A. Um, and Rachel was actually in the audience, which you know we love. We love that. You know, I love watching someone watch their own movie. Yeah, Rachel was one of our to- like first podcast guests on the show ever. Actually, no maybe like top top five or something. I love. Rachel Sinat. I but <laughs> what an incredible person to I mean she plays my girlfriend in the movie and she I loved her movie Shiva Baby and to be with her on set it's like you can't watch her and think she's a star. Mm-hmm. She's like 
She delivers in every single scene. She improvs lines that are so memorable and they just like, they're coming out and she's such a natural. Mm-hmm. They just come out of her like it's effortless for her. Jay, I, look, I didn't know what to expect from this. To be honest with you, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't really, re- I knew you were in it. I knew she was in it. So I was like, all right, let's check it out. The shit is funny. Like it's very funny. And there's some shit that is like so like dialed as far as like the language and like the attitude of 2022 that I was just like dying like that that some of that shit really there's like one scene Jason and I like looked at each other literally like I can't believe this it feels like a Twitter interaction yeah yeah that was a part of it that I really found interesting or my, my in my head about which was like I can't tell when they're satirizing the Gen Z speak or if they're being all you know if they're doing it earnestly and I think, you know, writing that line is, is a fun place to be when you're watching a movie like this. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's definitely a satire. I think that's like the whole movie is basically that. The chaos that they find themselves in is, you know, a daily chaos that you can find <laughs> yourself in if you, if you open your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm, it's, it's chaos every day for me, for sure. Chaos, emergency, <laughs> you know, everything is. There's a hurricane. There's... <laughs> Crimes being committed everywhere you look, you know. Everything is absolutely insane, unhinged dumpster fire at every <laughs> every single given moment. But I mean, but obviously it is a satire, but when you're watching it and it's coming out of these actual Gen Z people's mouths, like I know that Rachel's a very smart person and she's playing a role, but she's doing it so well that it really does kind of blur the line and all of the, all of the actresses do it. Yeah. But what the character I play is I play her boyfriend who's like 15 years older than her. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like a real outsider looking at them. Like this is all kind of fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that you, you did that. We, we you met a couple weeks ago and we're <laughs> having a lot of sex and who doesn't mm-hmm. like love their love affair when it's two weeks in, like it's the That's best, right. it's the best thing in the world. No, it's, it's beautiful to see that. Cause normally you have the older character with those people and you're just like, what are you fucking kids talking about? I don't know what this, that, and the other Billy Eilish, who, whatever. <laughs> and your character was just like, you kids are, are having a fun time. This is awesome. I'm going to go have <laughs> sex with her and do Molly. And then I'm going to meditate <laughs> yeah. for a while. You, you guys have fun. Like, let's just have fun. But he, I think he's like, it's fun until it's not fun. And then he's like, uh, I'm going to go to bed. I'm not interested in fighting with you guys. <laughs> if you want to do that. I don't want no part of this. Well, I, I also like, I'm sure you've been killed on screen many times. Uh, not, no spoilers, <laughs> but I, I think that the, um, I just, the, can you explain kind of how that goes down? I want to, I want a behind the scenes take of being bludgeoned to death, you know, cause I, I don't, oh, interesting. I, hopefully I don't know what that feels like, but I kind of want you to walk me through it. You know, how, how that process goes. Kind of sounds like he wants to know what that feels like, Lee, but I, let's hear it from <laughs> you. Chris, the only way you'll know is if you experience it for yourself. There's no way. Okay. There's no way someone can kind of give you that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you're saying that Jason and I could end up arguing and he could kill me with a kettlebell. That's not out of the question, honestly. He's asking you to bludgeon him. (laughs) Well, Chris is kind of into me like walking on him with some heels on, and I think he's sort of ready to make it take it to the next step, you know? Yeah, I am. I those those pleather whips just are not fucking cutting it anymore. It's time to get the kettlebells out. Get out the kettlebell. How do you train and practice for, for dying? over and over again multiple takes they got to clean up the blood and stuff i'm sure well i don't i don't want to give away any spoilers for people who have- i'm not talking about bodies 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 i'm just talking <laughs> yeah. about just talking about murder your your movie in general <laughs> oh for how to die yeah exactly exactly i don't know everyone dies a little differently every you know that the, the ways the character dies are <laughs> um I mean, this one, this one, it's a very, you know, bloody death. And, and actually I was doing, I did the off camera for them, their reactions before <laughs> they actually filmed me doing it. And so I really acted the crap out of it. So, so hold on. You're saying that you're saying that you saw their reactions before you filmed the scene yourself. No, I was like on the floor covered in blood, like, <laughs> oh, like babbling to myself with brain damage and stuff. <laughs> 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 and 
now that when you say it like that it sounds kind of hot which is a problem yeah i don't yeah i agree this is what, what bab- babbling to yourself and mm-hmm. just you know you know imagining you know brain coming out of your nose writhing yeah, around right. on the floor yeah that's right yeah <laughs> every, look everybody's got different stuff that they're into jason's a freak man i can't i can't even begin to touch what this guy's into speaking of freaks working with pete davidson i thought that <laughs> my favorite part about the movie was this was the first time i saw pete davidson on screen where i mean i'm not going to say he's insufferable or he's annoying or he bugs me but He's a certain type of person, and I thought that you, the way you worked with him, brought out a side of him that I loved. And it was the first time that I had really seen, and like I guess I've been endeared to him based off of you know bouncing his personality off of you. And is that something that happened naturally, or did you think about that at all? Well, I, I really loved working with Pete. I loved being, you know, working with him on camera. He was super professional and knew his character and. And the way we shot, it wasn't like, okay, now we're doing the two shot. Now we're doing this coverage. Now we're doing that. It was like, um, yes, for the, the, um, the DP would kind of operate himself and kind of roam around. And, and so we were just doing the scene again and again, and he would always try new stuff. And so that was him on camera and off camera. He, you know, just had the best stories. I bet (laughs) his life is one great story, to be honest. I can't even imagine. It's so true. I mean, it was just like really, really funny and really, you know, he just had such a great sense of humor and a great, you know, take on all the cool things that he's seen. So I look forward to seeing him again. So, so after every day on set, you'll drive the old pickup truck back up to the barn and do some squats. And then he's like, I, I'm going to go take a bath with Kim Kardashian <laughs> and then uh, smoke 11 blunts. And then, so it was a little different. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know where he went. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look, we, I'm not responsible for his whereabouts. I'm not responsible for what Pete did after. <laughs> um, it was always a plan that we were all going to go to um, Knott's Berry Farms or Great Adventure. What was the the big um, amusement? Great America. Are you a are you a co- you know Six are you flags. a coaster enthusiast, Lee? Because I am. Are you really? Well, well, we kept trying to make a plan to go, but we couldn't get everyone together on the same day, so it never actually came together. But I really wanted to go, and ever since he mentioned it, I was like, I've been thinking about it since, and thinking I really want to do. I really want to go on like a roller coaster. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. You're telling me, bro. I mean, look, I think about it every day. And these coasters, the the problem is when you live in New York, the coasters ain't that close. You know, it's just not, it's a little, it's a day trip. It's a whole thing. You know, growing up in Atlanta. One of the downsides of life in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, growing up in Atlanta, you could pop down to Six Flags over Georgia. That's 30 minutes. No problem. You're on coasters all day. Really? Are there big lines? Is it like. Because I remember down in Houston, there would be crazy lines at Astro. Well, luckily, luckily, <laughs> Lee, now that now that we're both successful, I'm not going to say who's more successful, but we're both pretty successful. You can just pay a small fee to skip all the lines with an escort. Oh, really? Which you know you, you can get some glares from fellow uh, passengers, but um, you know I've grinded for this view. Wear your sunglasses and glare away. <laughs> it's like when you go to the airport and you have clear, and everyone's <laughs> exactly, like, "Yeah, I'll wear my back. hat and sunglasses and just zip to the front of the Spider-Man ride well, that Chris, makes you go upside down." <laughs> Chris, Lee, and I don't. <laughs> Lee and I don't have the privilege of being short enough to sort of blend in with the, uh, that's with the true. normal no, that's crowd. True. You know, so yeah, it is I an issue for us. I can't imagine going to the yeah me, the the three of us at Six Flags over Georgia would really be something. I, I'm the only one that could kind of slip through. It would be tough for I you. I mean, guys. I bet the ride's been a long time since i've done a roller coaster like that i bet the rides have gotten really insane now too far they're too advanced i only like a classic wooden coaster that's just like big drops i don't like all the upside down marvel shit like that's too it's too much yeah it's like g-force problems you know it's different it's different <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i grew up on the on the great american scream machine a classic wooden Beautiful, beautiful coaster. Just kind of the up and down, man. Just like life. You know what I'm saying? Just up and down. Like wood, like a little rickety or a little like. Exactly, exactly. And I don't want to. I don't want to give away any secrets or encourage any illegal behavior on this podcast. But if you do sit in the very back, maybe you. Oh, my arm was down when you were putting down the safety thing, so you get a, you can catch a little air. You know, you can catch a little whole nightmare to give your stomach that kind of upside down feeling like when the plane's going to crash that, that kind of vibe. Now you, now you can kind of see why the guy wants to get bludgeoned. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is what sobriety does to you. Lee. Yeah. Lee, I have nothing left, dude. This is all I got. 
Like, <laughs> this is all I got, dude. I can't. I got almost I tr- dying or dying. That's his anti-drug. A roller coaster, beat me up, bludgeon me, walk on me. Yeah, this is all I got. I got. I'm trying to look for Jason a pair of Louboutins and a 17, so I can really get this thing going. But it's been tough. You know, it's been tough so far. Yeah, Lee, is it is it easy <laughs> for you to find clothes in your size? You're kind of right on that cutoff where things start getting extra difficult yeah i do okay i mean sometimes pants are a pain in the butt mm-hmm. but you can always jason's got it jason's unlocked a new level of pants in his life because he he learned about a little website called the real real where they sell designer clothes but they're cheap you know what i mean so but they have these unhemmed <laughs> all the basketball players you know return their unhemmed dress pants and one man's trash is another man's treasure whoa but that's a really interesting resource. I will. Yeah. So Lee, buy your pants unhemmed. Yeah. And then that's it, ready to wear. <laughs> that's it. that's it. Jason Jason also got his first pair of jeans <clears throat> recently from the, our friends at Gucci on the Real Real that that had to belong to a basketball player. There's absolutely no one else on earth who would have bought these jeans. Really? It could it could be from an era a, a time frame where that kind of baggy scrunched up look was desirable though to where they made longer ones, you know, like the 40-inch Japanese denim inseam kind of thing. Yeah, Do they have true. like any kind of Gucci kind of fancy no you would never know that they were gucci jeans no they're nice they're They're nice they just look like regular levi's cool cool i'll check it out i'll check it out please check them out i don't i'm not really much of a shopper to be honest i don't really yeah buy a lot of things well that's why i appreciate your off-duty looks because it really is like just a guy i would know you know we all have people in our lives who might want to dress us for us a life partner for example in my situation yeah jason's given no choice uh he's got a he's got a heavy hand uh, in the closet saying no more patagonia shorts sweetheart we need to get some pants on those legs oh <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to see you in more of a trouser today if that's possible <laughs> i think it's i think it's worked out for the better jason honestly i think that like you know you look great and you've you've expanded your horizons in the last couple of years in a way that i couldn't foresee for you i didn't see that coming chris i see that you're in shorts are you are i mean or maybe no pants are you are you in shorts too jason <laughs> i got no pants on no because <laughs> i'm in la so this is the first time i've ever done a 6 30 a.m podcast before only lee pace gets me out of bed that early yeah lee we're breaking all the how long gone rules for you this is an off day normally it's it's an off time but you know well you're, well, you're in milan i'm i mean this is a pretty this is international stuff covering the globe right now we're, we're literally covering the globe we're triangulating the world what's up with what's up with farm life are you do you miss the city at all or do you get enough i get enough yeah it's nice to be home i've been away from home working on foundation for a lot this year so it's really really nice to be back for a while yeah you know farm life is good doing some work on the house so we're spending a lot of time up at this little structure that i built myself you know when i first got this land hold on hold on you what what do we call those in la jason additional dwelling unit adu and adu so you built a you built like a what what are we talking about here well i built a, a timber frame so I built like uh, a post and beam structure. This okay. was about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. And I lived up there for a long time before I bought my neighbor's house. It was like a real house with water and electricity. <laughs> so, okay. So hold on. So explain to me what this contains and you're living in it. Is it just like a bed or is there a bathroom now? There's no bathroom. It, I, I, I eventually put an outhouse in, mm-hmm. but that's been neglected since I've moved into the house. <laughs> so you wouldn't want to go in. Like many an outhouse. Yeah, yeah. so you're saying once you got a real bathroom with a marble tub the outhouse didn't get as much upkeep that's crazy much the aesop lotion has run dry in the outhouse probably i'm assuming (laughs) yeah there's the the, yeah the 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 aesop is empty in the so so when when you when you built this thing 10 years ago did you find some local hunks to sort of raise it together amish style you know when you raise (laughs) one of those walls Shirtless, hopefully. Well, that's, well, I carved all the frame, uh, the the um, the beams, and really posts and beams myself. Yeah, I, I took this course up in Maine where I learned how to do it, and then I designed the whole thing and spent the summer kind of carving all the beams out with hand saws and chisels, and then Nut. weekend before what? Thanksgiving, Jesus. I got a bunch of my friends together and we pegged it together and pushed it up, and it took about two days to get it up, and then. I went away to uh, 
go work on some movies for the next couple of years. And the frame just stood in the fields, you know, without a roof or walls on any, anything for about two years. Mm. And then I made a little bit of money and put a roof on it and made a little bit more money and put the floor and the walls on it. And then I was basically just kind of camping out inside of it, which was actually a really nice way to live. It was, you know, very quiet. I, I spent like a couple months in the winter there one time. And Man, you're on some other shit. I am. I am wildly impressed with this. I, I couldn't even. I can't even fucking put a nail on the wall. I recommend it, Chris. It's really great. It was like really. It was like a <laughs> challenge. It was like one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I. Yeah. I, but I was just. I was really interested in people who had built their own homes and the kind of self sufficiency that requires and mm-hmm. and all the new things you have to learn to be able to. To, to do it yeah so, i mean i appreciate that you went and took a course like a real person and didn't go on youtube and think you could figure it out <laughs> you know that's, that's well, i learned <laughs> how to do the timber frame on uh, in the course and stuff but there's a thousand things that the i learned how to do yeah. on youtube like a thousand things youtube is an extraordinary resource for i agree so did this process now that you're you're renovating or doing some work on the on the on the real house or the the big house do you have a, a different knowledge now when you're approaching these shiesty contractors? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you know, I'm kind of busy with work right now. So I'm working with some super talented people on it and I'm trying to stay out of their way. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Lee. Smart, smart. That's the lesson this time around. It was a different lesson the first time yeah. around. The lesson this time around is trust the professionals throw a little bit of money at the problem if we're super busy lee i've i've reached the same plane as trust the professionals without ever having to do any of the work that you did before i just skipped right ahead to that step and i barely have any money so maybe i should kind of go back no no i mean there's a lot of problems (laughs) that i built a lot of problems so it's not really a house it's more like a barn speaking of youtube do you ever go on there at three in the morning and watch those videos where those guys in the jungle just build like a house out of nothing over like over months and like have running water and bathrooms and and all that stuff have you ever seen that i love that shit (laughs) love it i mean if you uh i suggest doing it on weed if possible i love that shit it's like my favorite thing to do i'm I'm, i I do that and then I'll, i'll i'll do that while like buying campy gear Okay. You know, buying like researching super light camping gear, uh, planning trips that I can use my new gear. Gear at. So you got one window open. You're watching a guy build a hut with leaves, <laughs> and the other window, you're you have your snowpeak.jp <laughs> checkout ready to go. Do I need this pour over? I'd <laughs> if I were to buy this tarp that you know only weighs this many ounces, but has. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you're really doing that where like. Every little ounce counts when we're when we're on the trail. Yeah, I find that. Yeah, that's super. I think I find that super interesting. Man, I don't know, man. You got. I I I love the level of hobbies that you have because I I need to like look into that because I feel like what you're the outdoor stuff is just it ain't for me. But then I see I like I see the photos of when you guys are out on these trips. I'm like this shit is breathtaking. This is fucked up. What I'm looking at. Like this is what this is what we should be seeing as humans. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, you know, I bet Chris, you could really get behind this because it's like getting gear is a real fun thing to do. I of mean, course. that's one thing I do like to shop for is gear. Mm-hmm. You know, like finding gear is so fun, and if you have the right gear and you go out in nature, you can just find yourself in the most extraordinary places in the world. I mean, places that are, you know, you'll think about for the rest of your life. They're so they're so magical. You thought the Four Seasons was good, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Chris, that's the Four Seasons in Atlanta, bro. That's not even in Malta. What do you mean? But, but I think Chris <laughs> Chris uses the internet and books to kind of nurture his mind, and he uses Barry's boot camp to nurture his body. But I feel like the nature is where you kind of connect both of those together, and maybe that could be your missing link, Chris. That's I mean, Lee, when you're out on these, are you are you doing some reading or are you? cooking are you doing all of these things or is it more about the adventure of getting to the place yeah it's like the adventure you know it's it's kind of appreciating where you're at making camp thinking about how you're going to optimize your gear for the next trip (laughs) i love Um, okay (laughs) that's just like my chick she's already planning the vacation for next year when we're on the vacation now (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. But that's kind of how you have to do it. Yeah. I mean, I always bring a Kindle, but I very rarely actually do it. I mainly just kind of soak it in. You'd rather bring some Kindling <laughs> is what you're saying. And you meet, you meet people yeah. on the trail, which is actually really, you know, one of the coolest things because you just meet people there in the middle of the wilderness mm. who are experiencing the exact same thing you are a completely different walk of life as long as you could take them physically you know it's probably pretty cool to do that yeah because i would be able to, you, you never worried about, i mean i would be worried about you know some woods people they got a machete or something on them yeah why would you worry about that why, why would you think that would be <laughs> Where, where are you thinking you're going to go hiking? I mean, you exactly. might something like that. Yeah, Jason, there's more likely of you getting attacked at Runyon from a chick you used to date than getting attacked in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> throwing, a, throwing a vodka cranberry in my face. Like, how'd you get that up here in Runyon? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you have a much more. Yeah, you should not be scared in the woods. They don't know you out in the woods. That's what. That's Lee's whole point. Is that it's the great equalizer. It, yeah, it's like it's like when you see an animal when you see an animal in the woods, they're more afraid of you than the other way around. Exactly. I guess I am. Uh, yeah, you're going to be fine. I think you make a good point. I think you make a good point. It is kind of the great equalizer, and it it is like you're you have nothing in common with these people except the urge to do what you're doing. So it, you have this commonality, but everything else is a yeah, wild card. It is. I think it's a real adventure. I mean, and you're and. The best part of it is, is when you're just alone, you know, alone with your thoughts, alone with, with wherever your mind wants to go. Is you and the sound of a crackling fire? Are you a Virgo, Lee? Am I a Virgo? What an interesting question. Do I, do I, do I come off as a Virgo? Jason and I are both, Jason and I are both Virgos and we like to tell people in our lives that we need our alone time. And it sounds like that's what you're saying now to us. No, I'm, I'm not a Virgo. I didn't know that was a Virgo trait that they need alone time. Do you, do you, have, do you find it hard to get it? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I make it a priority in my life. Uh, I don't find it. I don't find it hard, but I do find that I am, I'm very social, but I, I need that as much as I need to like be alone with my computer in the air conditioning for three hours. Rest and digest. I need all of yeah. it. I need all of it. All those macro bars. Yeah, exactly. Lee, thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. It's a pleasure. Everybody go see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And season two of Foundation on Apple is out soonish, I imagine. Oh, no. I think we just finished it. So we've got, we've got to do a, we've, we've a lot of work. <laughs> Another year. Still. A lot of post-production on that one, Chris. A lot of post. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, such, a, I'm such a novice when it comes to Hollywood. Uh, yeah, Lee, thank, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me on. I've had such a great time talking to you guys. I'm really, I really appreciate you. Best of luck to you. Hopefully the next time you have a great new film out, we can do it all over again. Mm-hmm. That's right. This time we're coming to the barn, though. We're live from the barn with Lee. <laughs> do it. Why not? Terrible acoustics. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again, bro. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you soon. Guys. Just like with Vegas, taking up my clothes in the window for the neighbors.